girl Rebecca and Lily and you're listening to just, just ghouly thing <laughs> okay um we're three for three and um we're sucking at our intros but it's okay because I'm Rebecca and <laughs> I'm Lily and we are your bootyful hosts of the quarantine spooky story special episode 76 less than a quarter of a way to 100 the big one zero zero. Oh my god the delay is so bad well on my end or your end on my end like I hear it coming back and like my whoop was so delayed I was trying to be in unison with you <laughs> speaking of weird things on this podcast did you see what Ashlyn sent us because no I didn't okay so she dm'd us and um let me pull it up so apparently this has happened more than once but only in certain parts so she goes, it's doing it again. I have freaking goosebumps. What is this? And she says that she's only, that this noise that I'm about to play for you, it's only happened during that one story. Um, and she's never heard that on her phone before. And this is, you were explaining a story or you were telling a story and you'll hear, you'll hear it in the thing, but it's just weird. Like, what? What is that? I don't know. And she said it only happened when you were explaining that one story. That's weird. And it That's doesn't a happen. That's story right there. That's not on my end. That doesn't pop up. So I don't know what's going on. I didn't on. hear that. Mm-hmm. So I think our podcast is haunted, Lily. That's weird. I think that's what happens when you read over 750 spooky story encounters. Oh, great. Yeah. Oh, well. It was bound to happen. Come on. We read so much about Ouija boards <laughs> and the hat man, and we're just uncovering so many spooky, kooky, ooky things, and we come up with all these awesome theories. The government True. is on to us. It was only a matter of time before the ghosts got back at us. Definitely. So, for those that are new to the podcast, again, I'm Rebecca, that's Lily. We read you 10 spooky story Hi. encounters. Yeah, hey, hey, ho, ho. And uh, you get freaked out, you cry, you laugh, and um, that's pretty much the gist of it. So, without further ado, Lily, you ready to start your first story? I am ready. Let's hear it. All right. This one is called... My granddad may have visited me. So my grandmother's dad was a very loving, caring, and well-humored person, although I know he had his own struggles earlier in life. Tragically, a few weeks after his retirement at the age of 65, he was diagnosed with Parkinson's and suffered terribly until he passed away four years ago. One year later, to the exact minute, my mother's analog kitchen clock stopped. We all thought this was a bit weird and spooky, but it but took it as comfort that maybe he was still around us and watching over us. Fast forward to two weeks ago. The pandemic had messed up my living situation as I was due to move houses just as lockdown in my country began. I ended up sharing a house with a total bully and had to come back to my parents' house one night. Oh, I was separated 
from my boyfriend and shaken by the experience, so I had some trouble sleeping. My second night in my mother's bed, and I felt someone sit down beside me in the early hours. I assumed it was my mother and didn't bother to open my eyes, just fall back to sleep. I asked her the next day why she came into the room, and lo and behold, she had not. I had to ask my dad just to be sure, and he looked at me like I had ten heads. Anyways, my mother is sure that it was my granddad, as she felt the exact same thing in that room since he died. Maybe I was just stressed out and having odd dreams, but it really felt like a solid human person sat beside me on the bed that night. Thanks for checking in on me, granddad. The end. Aw, I mean, at least it wasn't a experience where it was super negative. Right? It seems like a fairly positive experience. Yeah, so I mean... No one... No one got hurt. No one even really got scared. Yeah. So, and the fact that the mother had an experience similar in the same room, I think, is validation that that is the same spirit and that it's most likely the grandfather because this occurred after he passed away. And it's yeah. it's not necessarily a scary feeling. It's not necessarily a happy feeling, but more of, like, a comfort. Like, how you feel really indifferent mm-hmm. when you're around the same people every day that you're used to. You, te- you really don't mm-hmm. normally get heightened emotions. You're just like, oh, like, you know, I'm just with my dad. I'm just with my mom. I'm there with them every single day. So you don't really think anything of it. That's kind of the same feeling it seems yeah. like they went through. So it's nice. All right. So the next story, uh, the first story that I'm going to read um, is titled Things That Happen in a Historically Charged North Canadian Village. I felt like sharing some of my experiences that I had while growing up in a small rural town. So a bit of background, when I was aged 9 to 15, I lived in a very small northern town in a Canadian province. This town was the first European settlement in the province from way back in the late 1700s. The last remaining original building while I was living there was an old Hudson's Bay Company trading post. Most people living in the town were either full-blooded Cree or Metis, with a few white families thrown in one being mine, and there were a few First Nations reservations around the area. Basically, super old town in Canadian terms with a lot of First Nations history. Here are my first-hand experiences. The first house we we lived in always had a heavy energy in it. That's what I remember most clearly about it. That and my room was always cold, no matter how warm it was in the rest of the house. For a while, nothing seemed off other than that. I do remember our dog, Shadow, a rescue mutt who looked like a black wolf dog would always come and sleep in my room. That was a bit out of the ordinary, too, since when we got her, she always favored my older sister and slept in her room until we moved into that house. A few nights, we would see her growling at nothing I could see in my room or at the top of the stairs. When I started going to school and attempting to make friends, the question would, of course, come up about where I lived. As I said, the town was small. Very small. In the town and surrounding area, there were maybe 500 people. The junior high high school... Yeah, that's smaller than I expected. And the junior high high school had a whopping 75 kids, like, total. So I mentioned... Fucking nuts. That's like in a classroom in New Jersey. So uh, I mentioned the house, and the kids would be like, oh, that place is haunted. Someone had mentioned that their aunt used to live there and would keep a mirror at the top of the stairs to the basement to keep the bad spirits away. So, yeah, that's what a 10-year-old likes to hear, right? Nothing horribly, <laughs> scary, nothing horribly scary happened to me that I can recall other than this one night. I woke up one night around 3 a.m. I didn't notice at first, but there was a slow, rhythmic tapping that sounded like it was coming from the wall. Tap, 
tap, tap. I checked the window to see if I had left it open, and the blinds were moving. Nothing. It was closed tight. Tap, tap, tap. I checked my stereo. This was long enough ago that it still had one of those extendable metal antennas to see if there was, it was vibrating for some reason, and the antenna was hitting the wall. Nope. Tap, tap, tap. Now, completely perplexed, I decided to get up and have a better look around my room. As soon as I sat up, the tapping increased its speed and aggression. Tap, 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 tap. Startled, I laid back down. Tap, tap, tap. I tried once more, and the same thing happened. Tap, 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 tap. So I laid back down and did what every kid does. I threw the blankets over my head, and somehow I managed to fall back asleep. When I woke up again at 7 a.m., the sun was up, and my room was quiet. That was the only night I remember Shadow was not staying in my room. Eventually, we moved to a better... Right? Eventually, we moved to a better house in a different area. The air was lighter and the rooms brighter, but there was still something off. I began to see shadows out of the corner of my eyes on the periphery of my vision. Dark heads poking around the corners or peeking through the banister on the stairs. I know now about shadow people. I didn't then. I can say, though it was never outright aggressive, just enough of a feeling of otherness that unsettled me and my friend. Every once in a while, I would hear my dad come home from work. The garage door would open, close. I'd hear my dad close the truck. There was a heavy metal door from the garage into the house. I would hear that open, close, and then my dad put his briefcase on his desk. I'd turn around for my cartoons to greet him, and he wasn't there. Then almost always an hour later, I'd hear it again, and this time, it was actually my dad. It wasn't until one day when my mom, sister, and I were having a conversation over lunch that one of us mentioned seeing a shadow in the house, and from there, the stories that we had all kept to ourselves started to come out. I will leave it for another story. Time, but the end. No! But don't worry. Don't worry. I have second and third hand accounts as well, so I'll, I'll say that for the next story. Okay. Don't worry. I'm not leaving you guys hanging too, too much. Okay, good. But yeah, this even just this is this the like this person's first-hand accounts. This isn't even including what we're, what I'm about to read to you that comes from the mom and the sister. So okay, yeah, some weird weird shit. And the dog definitely noticed there was something in the house because it seemed to be protecting. I was about to say, yeah, the dog knows. Do you think it's negative, or do you think it's just a presence? Honestly, the tapping might have been Morse code. Ooh. I didn't even think of it like that. Because if it was a steady... No, never mind. I take that back. That is revoked. I have revoked that statement because it wasn't random. If it was Morse code, it would sound random. It would be like tap, 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 tap. True. But this was tap. Tap, just yeah, three tap. taps. Yeah. Okay. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. Clearly didn't learn Morse code, but um, it happened <laughs> at three a.m. The witching hour. So yeah. I, so that's a sign that it's probably something maybe just on the property. To, you know, spook this person out. Be spooky, kooky, ooky. Mm-hmm. Some sort of message is definitely trying to be sent to this family. Um, yeah. And it's the history of the town. It's so small. Um, I can only imagine what has happened there. I mean, especially since this is an older town. Hundreds of years Mm -hmm. of good, bad, ugly, you know, so many emotions bottled up in in 
you know, a town that only holds 500 people? That's nuts. That is insane. So, yeah. All right. So, Lily, let's get your star story started and ready to go. Okay. This next this next one is called uh, My Childhood Haunting. Of course. To this day, I'm not sure exactly what this was. Stuff happened literally every day, so here are the bigger experiences. When I was 12, we moved into the worst house we've ever lived in. I always felt uncomfortable there, and everyone in the family seemed mad all the time, which was odd for us. One afternoon, my mom was off work and home alone. Everyone was at work or school. She was sitting in her room when she heard my voice say, Hey, Mommy, come here, from my room. She got up without realizing and saw a bright flash of light zoom across the hall into my room. My brother was seven and still at the bed, so my mom would wake him up before she went to bed to take him to the bathroom. One night, he was groaning and sounded in pain and kneeled in front of the toilet like he was going to puke. Then he got up and ran to the door and locked us out. He started yelling and banging on the door and scratching it, begging us to let him out. After a couple minutes of us looking for something to get the door open, he stopped and it was silent. He opened the door and asked us why we looked so scared. He didn't remember anything. Then my mom would frequently have dreams of the same man coming into her bedroom and she knew that he would kill her. We never saw a man, but we did see a dark-haired girl at the corner of our eyes and my sister saw another little girl. And then one evening, I was home alone. My parents usually worked opposite nights, but they were both scheduled on the same one this night. And I was playing on my mom's computer while listening to music. At some point, I heard two men talking. It got annoying, so I went to close the window, thinking it was the neighbors. It was already closed. I walked around the entire upstairs. No open windows, no TVs left on. No matter where I went, they never sounded closer or further away, and I couldn't understand what they were saying. They suddenly stopped, and seconds later, I heard big, heavy footsteps downstairs, like someone stomping around in boots. Then I heard the basement door in our kitchen slam shut. This door was so heavy, even my stepdad couldn't close it without help, let alone try to slam it. It hadn't even been open anyways. I called my mom and from my locked room, sobbing. She called our landlord, and he came over and looked. No one was in the house with me. There was no forced entry, and nothing was missing. I refused to be alone again. I was walking upstairs and had reached the top landing when my mom started talking to me. I turned around to respond and felt some pressure on my back that felt like a hand. My feet went out from under me, and I fell slash slid down the stairs. There was no one upstairs. I was barefoot, and nothing was there to cause me to slip. My sis and then my sister was three and wouldn't stay in her room. She refused to go in it without someone. She would point at a corner of the room and say a little girl was crying and going through the walls, saying, I hate your mommy. Oh, what? At some point, we'd been experiencing a lot, and mom was tired and decided to grab her camera for shits and giggles. She took pictures of everywhere my sister would point. We had about 30 pictures, and every single one had blue smoke in it. No one smoked inside or anything, and we took a picture without cleaning the lens. It was perfectly clear. Um, my mom had friends who were paranormal investigators, and they offered to come over. We had a bunch of old stuff from pe previous owners. Our landlord said we could do what we want with it in the basement. 
They asked to see it since we hadn't been down there. In the recording, we lost it in a move, and I'm still mad. You could hear my mom knock something glass over and knock something glass over and laugh saying sorry then a super deep gravelly voice said her name no one on the team had that voice next is what made us finally move when my mom was home alone one new year's eve while getting ready to meet some friends that was a long sentence (laughs) okay uh she was taking a bath and said she felt ticklish of said she felt this ticklish burning sensation all over her upper arm, kind of like she was getting a tattoo. She got out quickly and looked, and she had a fresh scratch snaking around her upper arm from her armpit to her elbow. It's been 10 years, and I still think about this house all the time and tear up when I talk about it. The end. So there's a lot of activity Uh in this house. Yeah, like, bitch, what? Like, what (laughs) is going on in this house? Do you think it's several spirits, or do you think it's one that shapeshifts, or like what? What do you think is going on? I feel like it's like I feel like it's like several spirits. I feel like there's just so much going on. You know, just kind of having a yeah. There's so much going on. Just several spirits kind of having a field day with this little family that you know came to live in their house. Yeah, Um, and it's interesting how. If I've got this correct, this only happened in this one specific house. Um, and hopefully yeah, has it carried on. House. So, yeah. Huh? That house needs to be saged ASAP. Um, oh, absolutely. 100%. But they said that this Saged, only happened. Salted in, and get the fuck out. Yeah. So this only happened in this house, though, right? Like it hasn't happened in previous houses or houses afterwards? They didn't say. They just said the worst house they've ever lived in huh yeah so it makes me think like if it's the worst house they've ever lived in were there other experiences in other houses so maybe is it that spirits are clinging on to them from it other places that this family just draws attention manifest hella spirits could be yeah could be but it also could very well be that it's a very fucking haunted house it could be Okay, back to things that happened in a historically charged Canadian, northern Canadian village. So, secondhand experiences. My sister, whose room was right next to our dad's office and the entrance to the garage therein, also heard the imitation of our dad come home. She also told us that one time she went to use the washroom and it was occupied. She waited outside the door, heard the toilet flush and the sink turn on, off, the fan and light turn off, the door unlock and open. And no one walked out. <laughs> Another time, she was in her room talking to her boyfriend, telling him about George, because we were dumb kids and decided to name the shadow person fucking George. And he laughed it off, and like any silly boy <laughs> with something to prove, started mocking him. She said a wind blew through the office outside her room and blew the papers everywhere toward the guy. She also had a weird experience in our first house. Being the edgy teen that she was, she insisted on having a room in the basement. She said that she would see red red eyes at night sometimes and hear her name being called. Another time, she went to her friend's place. The friend's place happened to be the old original Hudson Bay Company building. And being the genius spooky kids that they were, they thought they would play with a Ouija board. This ended up what could possibly go wrong? This ended up with a massive gust of wind again with her friend speaking in tongues and footsteps on the fire escape. 
So that was the sisters' experiences, okay? So let's just break that down real quick. Taunting a spirit. Obviously, the spirit was like, fuck off. You don't even know what I'm capable of. And just did that little blow the paper towards the guy. At least... Yeah, just to kind of give him a hint. At least we also know that this spirit is very hygienic because it flushed the toilet, turned the sink on, turned the fan and light off. You know, at least you know that even in the afterlife, you still got to wash your hands, guys. 20 seconds. Happy birthday. (laughs) Happy birthday. Two times. And, um, and then the Ouija board situation. Um, what the fuck? Another gust of wind happening. Um, the friends speaking in tongues. Like that is just a big hot ass mess. So, um, yeah, that, that is not something I would sign up for voluntarily. This town is, needs its own reality show for sure. Oh, absolutely. I would watch it or like a Riverdale style show. Ooh, yes. Yes. But hopefully they don't put any episodes where they're like singing random songs and have a whole episode that they're, it's like a musical because it's like hella corny. Just saying. I would love a ghost musical. A a ghost musical? We're spooking and screaming and scaring. And they do like little jazz hands. It's just, (laughs) but the costumes are just people in sheets. Well, we definitely know that by popular demand, we'd have to put in the song, we got the shadow people in the bed. (laughs) Yes, the iconic song. I got the shadow people in the bed. Okay, we're okay. I guess we're gonna write a screenplay and we will also compose the music. We are the next Steven Schwartz of paranormal musicals and um, buy tickets, guys. This could be the next Hamilton. Fuck it. Why not? Why not? Never say like never. Like the next musical to take the world by storm is the ghost musical. And that's just what it's called, too. Just the ghost the musical. The ghost musical. That's all you need to know. <laughs> no one knows what it's about. We just kind of wing it. Like we do with everything. True, it's different every night. (laughs) Okay, so now uh, the third hand accounts. Devil's footprints. So people have often reported bipedal cloven footprints left in the snow. Enough people up there are avid hunters and trackers that I trust them to know the difference between a natural animal print and something other. So it seems like there's possible skinwalkers, cryptids. um, Ooh, I love a good cryptid. Yeah, but they call it the devil's footprints. Possibly demonic, you never know. Then there's the old hospital. Some nights a mist would form in the outline of the old foundation of a hospital that no longer exists. That's some real residual haunting shit. Then the Wendigo. Many of the First Nation kids I went to school with would talk about seeing Wendigo in the woods. At the time, I had no idea what a Wendigo was, just that the kids were very freaked out about it. And that's what I remember from about 20 years ago in rural northern Canada. The end. Wow. Northern Canada seems like a wild place. It does. I mean, you talk about the Jersey Shore being fucking wild. Um, Let's try Northern Canada <laughs> for a change, okay? Fist pumping with ghosts. Jim Tan ghost hunting, you know? Jim Tan ghost hunting. <laughs> I love it. The Demo back. The Demo Guidos, yes. Oh, my God. You just threw it back to season one of Just Ghoulie Things. Oh, I love it. I love a good Just Ghoulie Things reference. Sponsor us, Jenkinson's Boardwalk. Please. Please. Okay. (laughs) Lily, what is your next encounter story? Okay. This is called Toys Are Haunted, My Own Annabelle. Oh, no. When I was a... 
<laughs> oh, yes. When I was in kindergarten, my mom and grandpa paid to have someone they know make a life-size replicated doll of me. Creepy. I was thinking about this this morning. They have dolls like that. They're called My Twin. Who the fuck would and want I had what? one? You have one? Yeah, it was called... Yes, I had one. It was called My Twin, and they'd send you a catalog, and you'd, like, fill out eye color, face shape, hair color, haircut, all that stuff. And my and it's, like, it's you, but in doll form. Okay, whoa, 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 back up, back up, back up. You said you did have it. What happened to yes. it? Yes. What happened to it? Oh, God. Nothing good. Nothing interesting and juicy. Wait. I think it's in the storage unit, honestly. All right, well, you might want to check your storage unit and make sure it's still there. What if you're, what what if you're the doll and you don't know it? You just blew my mind. Shit. What if we're all, like, what if, oh my god, wow, I'm, my mind is going crazy right now. What if my doll is, like, toy storing it up with Buzz and Woody? That would be a very scary, I think that's even scarier than in Toy Story when there's that, like, spider-looking baby head thing. Oh my god, the spider with the baby doll head on. That always, I had nightmares about that as a kid. That was Hated pretty that. scary. That was pretty fucking scary. Yeah. They definitely, there was no trigger warning available back then for that <laughs> fucking, they should have put a big trigger warning warning in front before they showed that doll thing creature because that always freaked me out. Yeah, and it's like crawling towards you. Yeah, anything okay, spider-like? Sorry, anyway, yeah, sorry. Back to my story. Um... So when I was in kindergarten, my mom and grandma paid to have someone they know make a life-size replicated doll of me, creepy and terrifying. Um, We used to live with my grandma, and weird things would always happen to different people in the family. She had a pedal sewing machine, and one time my cousin was in the house by himself after mowing the lawn, and it started going off. When I was little, I would leave my room and come back to my Barbies would come back and my Barbies would be strewn across the room. At the time, I thought it was some Toy Story stuff going on. I always remember feeling like I wasn't alone and like something was watching me and the doll always spooked me. We moved out of my grandma's house, but we kept the doll of me there so it wouldn't get damaged. When I was about 12, I was visiting my grandma and she had left to go do her volunteering and I was in the house alone. Sitting in what used to be my old room, out of the corner of my eye, I saw something move. No. The me doll had been in the closet, and it tipped out slowly, almost hitting the ground. But before it started going the other direction and tipped back in the closet, I wanted to scream so badly, but it would not physically come out of my body. My grandma absolutely did not believe me, but when I told my cousin, who was a lot older than me, he believed me and said he's had some weird experiences too. Now, when any of my family members take their dogs to my grandma's, they will bark down an empty hallway and refuse to go into the back rooms. I still have the doll, but it's in storage, and my family calls it my name with a bell at the end. I, every once in a while, even as an adult now, will have nightmares where I yell at the doll that I know it's in there and wake up terrified the end oh no no (laughs) no no any no i i hate these fucking doll stories i really fucking do anything yeah dolls are a big nope for me i it the chief called and he said that ain't it i do not like (laughs) dolls the fact it it moved 
No. And if it looks like Yeah, it moves on its own. Okay, so are we just now... Okay, did I just come with the realization that doppelgangers are just our My Twin dolls that were created without us knowing? That is elaborate, and I like it. I don't... I... mm, No. No. I really hope to God I didn't pick another... Like, I hope I didn't pick a doll story without noticing, because I'll be fucking never sleeping. We're already recording this late at night. No. 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 I'm sorry, Lily. No. <laughs> Don't be doing this shit to me so late at night. Pick it when we're recording at like 11 o'clock in the morning. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, sorry. That's my bad. <sighs> Inconsiderate. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. Alrighty. So my next story is titled Strange Nighttime Occurrence from My Childhood. I have one. I myself never found this occurrence very scary, but it is odd and might be frightening to some. So one night, when I was around seven years of age, roughly, I was just drifting off to sleep when I suddenly landed on my bed. I mean, landed as if I'd been hovering over it and was suddenly dropped like a sprint call. (laughs) I love the little dig at sprint. I looked around the room and found no one. My first thought was that it was Jeff playing a prank, Jeff being a quirky friend of the family who was staying over that night, so I left my room to confront him. In retrospect, lifting a sleeping or almost sleeping child and dropping him was never really Jeff's style of humor, but he was the most likely suspect I had. He was on the couch watching TV with my parents and had no idea what I was talking about. My parents vouched for him, stating that he had been with them the entire time. I went back to bed more than a little confused. Soon this became a semi-regular occurrence that would happen sporadically throughout the remainder of my childhood, even continuing well into my teens. Maybe even early adulthood, though I can't say for sure. Now, it does seem like being dropped onto your bed when you weren't even aware of not having been on it would be a traumatic experience, especially if it was recurring over the course of several years. But after the initial moment of being startled, it would leave a little impression other than a mild curiosity or sometimes mild irritation. I did try to stay fully awake some nights in the hopes of catching the event from the beginning and maybe seeing what it was that was lifting me, but it always occurred when I was half asleep and not aware of my surroundings. This never seemed to occur when I was fully asleep, but always in the night in the nightlight realm between conscious and unconscious. I don't know how I know that. I think it was just the feeling I would have afterwards, the feeling of almost having been asleep. And it never happened when I was awake enough to fully perceive what had happened. The closest I got was becoming fully awake just before the moment of impact and actually seeing my pillow coming up at me, but that was the closest I ever came. The drops would happen the same way, pretty consistently the same way with little variation. The only thing that would sometimes change would be the elevation. Sometimes I would hit the bed with a light impact as if I'd only been dropped from a few inches and sometimes with a much heavier impact as if I'd almost been lifted to the ceiling before my descent. The latter being the more heavier The latter being the more annoying ones because it gave me the same jarring feeling that you get when you're in a hammock that suddenly collapses, where you feel as if your bones had separated themselves from our flesh so that your skeleton is loose inside your body. That's the feeling I get anyway, and it's not one I'm particularly fond of. Even then... That's terrifying. Right? What a fucking description. And even then, it was never really scary, just a slight nuisance. It might also be worth mentioning that it wasn't just those two extremes. 
Often, in fact, most of the time, it would be somewhere in between. Thinking back, I don't know why this didn't scare me. One reason might be that it was always dropped on the center of my bed, opposed to on the floor where I could hit the headboard, or so it seemed safe enough. <laughs> I simply knew it as the weird thing that sometimes happened. My parents never were concerned about it either. To them, it was just that weird thing that Matthew sometimes mentioned having happened. <laughs> the end. <laughs> I love it. It's just so non-fucking shallot. Like, okay, yeah, whatever. He was just levitated off the bed. I know, I love how bed. casual he is about it. Yeah. Uh, are you kidding me? Like, you, I mean, it's so true, though. Why are you not scared? This, this, clearly this thing could have the ability to literally slam your body onto a hard floor, paralyze you, yeah. or kill you. But yet it always lands you right back on the bed. So I guess it's comforting, but I don't want anyone picking me up, let alone a spirit. While I'm half yeah, awake. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Mm-mm. Weird. Definitely weird. Especially when you can't... When you're... And I know exactly what he's talking about when he says in that state between asleep and awake. Mm-hmm. When you're, like, kind of asleep, but you're not really... I guess you're just snoozing. Yeah, like, you're, like... Like, the littlest thing definitely makes you aware of what's going on. Like, you can hear conversations if you had to. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. Like, I totally know exactly what he's talking about with that. All right, Lily, what's your next story? My next story is Emily Morgan Hotel Experience. I'm finishing up my trip to Texas today. For our last day, we stayed at Emily Morgan Hotel in San Antonio. From the beginning, I got a bad vibe. I don't fuck with demons and shit. Never have. (laughs) I'm not ready. I'm not really a guy that's scared a lot. Uh, scared of a lot. Sorry, I can't read tonight. Um, I like doing some crazy stuff, but demons and ghosts I've never messed with. Starting off with the elevator. Me and my brother were going down to the pool. As a joke, I say out loud, these ghosts are chill. Maybe they want to come swimming with us. Right as I said that, the elevator stops. Me and him are both confused because no one pressed the button. I tell him someone is probably getting on. The door opens to absolutely no one. I nervously laughed, but thought it was kind of funny because they were proving a point there, which was cool. After a little bit, we went out to dinner. Coming back to the elevator, I say, "Uh uh-oh, guys, we might get haunted. Very spooky. Well, this guy's just provoking ghosts. (laughs) Uh, Every light in the lobby goes out. The woman at the front desk calmly goes, yep, they heard you. Well, I was just laughing it off again. We went back, showered, and slept all well, all until 5.30 in the morning when my dad taps me on the shoulder and goes, yo, near the door, there's a little girl. I just say out loud, what the fuck? As I turn to the hallway area, the door, where the door was, right there, a little girl was there for maybe two seconds. Needless to say, I was freaked out. So around 8.30, we wake up and get ready for the day. My brother was on his phone looking through pictures and videos. He says from across the room, wow really scary you got me i go what are you talking about and he says the stupid video you put on my phone at 256 this morning i put nothing on his phone his phone was also not where he put it the night before the video was a dark screen and extremely loud breathing i think i'll attach the video if anyone wants to check it out or if anyone knows or if anyone that knows stuff about these kinds of things wants to tell me their thoughts on it the end so in the comments for this, the guy commented that he couldn't attach the video. Okay. Oh, um, damn. But still, 
how spooky cooky ooky is all this shit? Like these ghosts are listening to him and they are definitely not having any of his bullshit. They like, both yeah, you saw wanna say a you're little gonna get girl. Boom, lights off. Ah, the little girl thing is what gets me. Oh yeah, the little girl. Maybe it's the hotel's haunted by a little girl. <gasps> like in the Tower of Terror movie. Ooh. Okay. I just thought of that because it's a hotel. Hmm. You never know. I would love to know if there if you actually did history on the on the hotel and saw if a little girl had died there. Why would she be haunted? I there? wonder. Hmm. hmm. My the the wheels are turning in my brain. Or or like some people have previously mentioned. Perhaps this little girl isn't what she seems. Could be demonic. Mm, could be. Okay. My next story is titled Homemade Ouija Board. I must have been about 15. This was 10 years ago. And my friends and I were pretty obsessed with horror films, particularly paranormal films. One evening, me and a friend decided to try and make our own Ouija board using a piece of old wood from the garbage. It was the perfect shape for a board. Genius. Uh, no, the fuck it isn't. It was the perfect shape for you to throw it the fuck out and not make a Ouija board, actually. Just saying. Anyway, we drew everything on it and waited for my mom to leave one evening before turning all the lights off and placing candles around the board. We followed what we had read online about how to use one and absolutely nothing happened. So we got bored and drew all over it before throwing it out. I remember then reading something about making sure you had to say goodbye. I don't know how true this is, but it's what I read at the time, which we hadn't done. From that night onwards, for roughly two weeks, I was sick every single night and could not sleep. It only happened at night when I was in my room during the day. I was completely fine. Part of me thinks I had just spooked myself as a kid reading too much about it and then getting worked up at night, but I've always thought it was a bit odd. Wonder if anyone had similar experiences. The end. Um, I love the homemade Ouija board aspect of it. And then wonders why they were sick for two weeks after. I mean, you're lucky that that was the only thing that happened after not properly closing the Ouija board. That's honestly could be best case scenario for a homemade Ouija board. Yeah, I mean, if, compared to being possessed and forever being haunted by a spirit attached to you for the rest of your Seeing life. Seeing a demon. I'll take, I'll take getting a little nauseous for two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather not, I, but... I, but I also, um, I mean, if you're not going to close a Ouija board, not saying you had it coming, but come on, guys. Let's think a little bit here. Do what your research. Do, you do your research before yeah. you do anything paranormal related. Come on. Yeah, because if you don't, even if, like, the session goes smoothly, if you don't close that board properly, the portal is open, and you're fucked. And that's not even, that portal is open not only for the maybe the good spirit you got in contact with, but whatever evil, good, bad, ugly spirits are in that area that are now open to that portal. Yeah, whatever's passing through. Mm -hmm. Come on, guys. Think with your brains. Think All with right. your brains, not your planchettes. <laughs> but um, I'll all be right. here all week. All quarantine, guys. All quarantine. <laughs> all right, Lily, what is all your right. last story? My last story, we haven't done a story like this in a while, is called Little People in Finland. Ooh. So I don't remember much, but I'll tell as much as I can remember. I was like five years old when this happened. So 
so my parents were divorced and I was visiting my dad with my sister. It was summer and it was a hot day. My dad, my sister, and my dad's new bride went inside to get some watermelons. So I stayed outside playing with my dad's dog. I don't remember her name, but she was a husky. Then my dad's dog just ran to the tree behind me. The yard was big and the tree was like seven meters behind me, but she was fast. She started jumping and barking. So I thought it was a bird or a squirrel. I walked slowly towards the tree and something fell. The dog started barking more and my dad's bride came outside. She yelled at me something, but I don't remember what. The dog barked and almost bit the quote bird, but I heard a tiny voice saying something I didn't understand. I saw just in time, a little person. In Finland, we call them Tontu or gnomes. As soon as it saw me, it started running. Of course, the dog ran behind it. I went to tell my dad's bride what I saw, but she didn't believe me. Of course, what, of course, I was, this was 10 years ago, and I don't remember much. I never saw it again, but I still believe it's true. The end. I love these stories because they're just so different than the typical ghost or demon. It's just right. Like, we don't hear a lot of these, and it's been a while since we did like a gnome story. Mm-hmm. I feel like we always hear about gnome stories in Europe. What's going on in yeah, Europe? Yeah, right. It's a more European thing. Yeah. What's going on over there? What I mean, I I guess they just didn't. I guess during Pangaea, they just stayed over there and like, all right, we're, <laughs> we're chilling, we're good. The split of Pangaea, they formed a border. <laughs> Do you believe in gnomes? Do I believe in gnomes? Uh, I guess. I have no reason not to. That's true. I, I, I like that point. What about you? Um, I'm definitely more on the skeptical side. Okay. But, like you said, I mean... I don't have anything to necessarily like I've I don't have any proof that they're not real let's just say that yeah I and again I don't live in Europe so I've never had an experience or knew someone that had an experience where I can debunk it or you know be able to come up with a logical explanation because I don't know what else could be a logical explanation for seeing something that looks like a gnome I mean a gnome's a gnome I really don't think you can mistaken it for something else or, you know, it, it could be something else. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Like when you see a spirit, it could be a demon. It could be a, a residual haunting. It could be so many things. But when you see a gnome, it's a gnome. Oh, yeah. And I mean, even in the sense of like, you can't even you can't even think of gnomes like a dog or something. It's, I mean, it's, a gnome looks like a gnome. You could see a spirit, and it could actually just be a ball of dust, or it could just be, you know, the little squiggly thing in your eye. You know, like, there's always explanations for that. But yeah. what else would, if you saw a gnome, how else could you describe that? I mean, the only other thing is that you're, like, tripping on acid or some crazy shit, and you're just seeing hallucinations. But it doesn't seem like these experiences that they're high on anything. So, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know, Lily. I do not know. The world may never know. All right. My last story for today is titled, Is This a Sign of an Evil Spirit? I've lived in my home for eight years. In that time, I've experienced some phenomena. Footsteps in the hallway going toward my bedroom. While in the kitchen, I've heard something whisper, hey, countless times. 
I've also heard the sound of kitchen utensils being dropped in the sink when there was no one in there and no dishes of any kind, even in the vicinity of the sink. I've also had my bed shaken where it wakes me up. It feels like something or somebody is giving it a shove. I've also had my chair shaken while I'm sitting in it. Disembodied voices when I'm home alone, such as my name being called. It sounds like my husband, but he's not at home. I've seen movement from the corner of my eye. The last time took place in the kitchen as well. I've turned around from the sink suddenly and a black shape ducked behind the doorway. I got a glimpse of what looked like its arm and, le- its arm and leg. I've also had some of the typical experiences, the feeling of being watched, the television turning on and off by itself, also the lights. But I've just had something happen that concerns me. I was letting my dog outside through my back door. My bedroom is right next to the back door. I heard growling coming from my bedroom. The thing is, it didn't sound like an animal growling. It sounded like a person doing it. I was home by myself. Before this, I took my experiences in stride. In a way, I found it fascinating, and from what I read on the subject, the best way to deal with things like this is to not show fear. Is growling always a sign of something evil? I appreciate any feedback. So uh, Yeah, it's usually something evil, I think. It definitely does not sound nice. Have you ever been nice. so happy that you growled? When's the last time you growled at someone because you were happy they were there? I can personally say I've never growled. Um, but if I were to see someone I didn't like and I had to pick a noise, I probably would growl because I don't want them yeah. near me. Like, you know, there was always that, that always that one kid in school that, like, people would, like, ask to growl and they, they, they would pretend they're a cat and they would hiss and stuff. Like, that kind well, of... Where did you go to school? <laughs> okay. Okay. There was always... Okay. This, I'm telling you. There is always that one kid, and it doesn't have to be in your grade. It could just be, like, in your school system. Ask around, and there's always that one kid that makes random animal noises. Oh, it's like that guy. On all levels except physical, I am a wolf. Exactly. Have you seen that guy? Yes, I I know exactly what you're talking about. And there's, there's something a little off there. Um, so I, I associate weird yeah. animal noises that are made from humans or things that look human as not so bueno. So, um, yeah, yeah, I think I'm this is, I, I can't say it's necessarily demonic, but it's definitely a dark spirit at the very least. Yeah. So honey, sage your shit, salt your house. And if you're Catholic or I don't know what you practice, holy water say a couple prayers and uh just like like they previously did research on just don't show fear be strong in whatever you believe in and uh just got to be consistent so beautiful words lily i said it better myself all right lily i think that concludes this episode of just goalie things the quarantine spooky story special episode 76 what do you think I think we are concluded. All right. And Lily, what do you have to add to the end of this episode? Um, if you're going to name a ghost, don't do something like George. That's a good point, Lily. Lily, you always have very insightful things to say at the end of every episode. And I very much look forward to them. Thank you. I like to think I'm a modern day philosopher. I'm like, you know, Socrates or, uh, 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 the other guys. <laughs> Honestly, Socrates would be the only one I'd go. That was the first philosopher I thought of, and I couldn't think of anyone else. 
Let's see. Let me look up some philosophers. Uh, oh, Plato, of course, Aristotle. Aristotle. Pythagoras. How could I forget fucking Aristotle? Aristotle's a classic. And per, 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 I can't talk. Pythagorean? Pythagorean? Is that the one? Pythagoras. Pythagoras. I'm a fan of his theorem. Wait, we talked about him on an episode a long time ago. Remember, I was like, wait, that's where they came up with Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> Uh, we learn stuff every day on the show. I'm telling you guys, like, we don't, okay, we pick our stories, like, the day of, and we only read, like, a little bit of them just to make sure, like, it's, like, decent, like, it's, like, a decent size story, but we, like, don't really read the stories in full, so, like, we genuinely are, like, reading them alongside with you while you're listening, and we don't know mm-hmm. what each of us are gonna read. So, this podcast is just literally like we're just saying it as it goes you know this is the tip like this is like the best type of improv you know and so uh i think so we learned stuff along the way and i just you know i learned about the Pythagorean theorem on this show um i learned lily was afraid of birds and still is afraid of birds um I learned that the hat man is a common thing. I mean, every episode, guys, there is something new that Lily and I are learning, and I'm here for it. I'm here for it, too. All right, guys. So, if you guys don't follow us on social media, listen up, because we are about to tell you everywhere you can follow us on. Betty Lily? Let's go. Follow us on Instagram at... Just Lily Things Podcast. Our personal Instagrams, at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Cooling Things Podcast. Facebook private group. Just Cooling Things Podcast group. Donate to our Patreon. Just Cooling Things Podcast. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience you'd like to share on our show, feel free to email us at Just Cooling Things Podcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, Boo Things, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.